0: What's up guys, it's Ryan. Welcome to the Christian Coasters Podcast, where we're going to talk about a lot of life, faith, some social issues, not quite getting to politics, because we don't like to talk about politics. But when it comes to bettering the world, I think there are some issues that we can come together on, and today we're going to talk about one of those issues. But before we get into one of those issues, I want to introduce you to my friend Dalton. Hey guys. So, Dalton is a member of the LGBT community, and... First, before we get into those details, let's just start with some icebreakers for the viewers, or I guess listeners. Uh, What is your favorite roller coaster?
1: Oh, I hate that question. Uh, I'll answer it this way. My favorite wooden coaster for sure is Voyage. However, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. But I know Maverick, Millennium Force um, are up there, and Flight of Fear is actually up there because I love the theming. Flight of
0: Fear is... Awesome.
1: All right. Now, I'm also under 100 credits, so still working on that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Took me forever to get to
0: 100. So, going off that first question, what is your
1: least favorite roller coaster? Oh, gosh. Um, Blue Streak at Cedar Point. Okay. Hot take. You know what, though? It's not
0: one of my favorites either. So, I'm actually glad I'm not alone here. (laughs) Yeah. Not a fan. So. All right, let's let's get into some hobbies. Like, what are the, what are
1: some things you enjoy in life, like besides roller coasters? So I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, so I played sports growing up. Played baseball, uh, basketball, soccer, a little bit of football, and then I played volleyball in high school. Uh, so I kind of work my way around. You know, just have a little fun. Played some softball after um, after high school with church leagues and stuff like that. Um, I love to draw, and I love to go to concerts. Concerts, yes, yeah. If you yeah, guys know me, I comeback. love
0: my concerts too, so you can definitely tell where we get along and we make a connection as friends, we love coasters, we have a lot of baseball interest and concert interest. so
1: yeah. Big, big coaster nerd.
0: <laughs> as much as we both love roller coasters, today we feel called to come on here and talk about some issues that we feel need to be addressed both in the coaster community and in the world, And Today, we're going to hit on the topic between the broken relationship between the church and the LGBT community. There are tons of misconceptions and fog on both sides of the spectrum. There's a lot of extremist point of views on it, and we're going to break it down and talk about how, in spite of the world being the way it is, we are capable of having the friendship we have, and hopefully we can inspire you guys to open your minds up a little bit and get more comfortable with each other because we need each other in this world. All right, so to give you guys some background with Dalton, let's have Dalton share a little bit of his story on how he came out and on just the history
1: of his life just a little bit. Um, All right, so um, to backtrack here a little bit, I grew up in church. Um, I was raised in church, born, you know, all that stuff, um, all throughout my life, all throughout high school. Um, and uh, up until... I was just in my early 20s, like 20 or 21, I was in church. Um, I was highly involved with volunteering, um, serving, uh, youth group, everything. I was 100% involved, um, and I was a firm believer. But always in the back of my mind, I knew there was that gray area in my life where it's like, you know, I, I like guys. And I always knew that. Um, I growing up, I would always, you know, experiment a little bit here and there. Um, but never really made a big deal about it. Just kind of kept it hush-hush. Um, didn't really tell many people at all. Just kind of went away, went all uh, in my life. And you know, even at one point, um, when I, as I grew older in the church, I was just kind of like, "Hopefully it goes away." Like I just thought it would kind of fall off. Um, well, it didn't um and in 2000 um 2018 June 27th 2018 I came out um uh, publicly as gay. Um I it was a big thing for me cuz I had not told any family um not even my own parents before that. Um and yeah, that's basically where I'm at today. Um that was about 3 years ago, a little over 3 years ago. Um Never in my life did I see myself wearing a you know a bright shirt um, but just over time I've grown more comfortable with myself and I'm happier than I ever been in
0: spite of that history
1: what was
0: the main thing that kind of drove you away from the church and being with
1: God the whole time so even before I um, came out uh, in 2020 uh, sorry 2019 2018 sorry I know when I came out. Um, I was still in and out of church for different reasons. Um, I had originally left the church because uh, family kept moving churches and stuff like that, and I honestly didn't know where I wanted to go. And then some school friends invited me to their church, and I went, and I stayed there for a few years. Um, It was a local church down the road from where I lived at the time, so I could always get a ride to and from. And had a great time. I absolutely loved that church. The youth group was amazing. This is when I was in high school, so I was still involved with the youth group. Um, made a ton of friends, got along well. I served, you know, I helped with the lighting and audio and stuff like that. And but then um, after high school, I started to fall out because I realized um I mean, just going to be honest, the youth group was became really toxic to me in many ways. Uh, mental health, um, socially, mentally, everything else, it was just all really toxic. So I ended up leaving, just not going back. Um, then, fast forward a couple of years, I get this job down the street from my house at an ice cream shop. Meet a, it's family owned uh, by a Christian family, or religious family, rather. And... Um, I became really good friends with them, and of course, they invited me to their church, and I went. And that church, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me, was very traditional or formal in a way. Um, one of the biggest things they taught was, you know, men had to um, keep the hair short, had to wear pants at all times when around women or in public. Um, women had to wear, you know, skirts to the ankles, uh, couldn't cut their hair, uh, had to be, like, completely modest up here and on the shoulders, um, we weren't allowed to watch television, like, nobody owned a TV because it was too toxic, uh, so much drama in the media, which I think we can all agree on, um, we weren't allowed to go to movie theaters, no amusement parks, I know, red flag, um. And just a lot of odd uh, restrictions that we had. But one of the biggest ones for me is we weren't really supposed to socialize with those people outside of their beliefs. Uh, Even my own family. And I was, dare I say, brainwashed into believing that was the right way. Like They were like, this is the only way into heaven. One way, our way, we are the right way. And my mind back then coming from where i was coming from deep down i thought oh well they're very different from anybody else i've ever dealt with so maybe they are the only way maybe they are the right way i mean back then that's what i was thinking that was my thought process um and then at that time i was also um housing with um a friend of mine from that church and his family just so i can um Get out of the toxic household I was in at the time. And so, therefore, I was, you know, daily, constantly living that lifestyle. Once I ended up moving out of that household, I quickly realized how wrong and messed up that was in so many levels. Um, and so, that caused me to really step back and be like, what is going on? What do I believe? What is right, what is wrong, what is normal, what is insane, I had no idea. Um, Fast forward another couple years, I'm living with a couple friends of mine, Um, great friends, still good friends today, they're Christian, Um, but I ended up um, working at Chick-fil-A at that time, and some friends of mine that I met there invited me to their church, um, which I went to for a couple years absolutely loved it again heavily involved i was in um i sang in the choir served with the youth group uh served in the community with them did a lot of things for the church during the week you know different things i was highly involved um never really had any issues with anybody there i loved everybody there still do i still talk to a lot of them it was when i was going to that church when i realized who i truly am as a person um When I was going to that church, though, I did think I went through a breakthrough. That, you know, I prayed the gay away, as they say. Um, and, well, I didn't. Um, and I ended up coming out in, um, uh, June of 2018, like I said. And it was at that time I actually received a lot of backlash from that church. Um... You know, respectfully, they asked me to resign from, you know, duties that I was performing. And and I, I kind of expected that. So it that didn't really hurt me at all, to be honest. But what really hurt me was the friends that I lost. The friends that completely just ignored me. Not necessarily blocked me or unfriended me on Facebook or anything like that. They just... I never got any more invites to anything. They would never... Um, like respond to text messages or phone calls, Um and when I saw them in person, um, it I would always be like, "Oh, hi, Dalton, hi," and I'd get the cold shoulder. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be included with any kind of talk circles, you know, little things like that. It's not a big deal, but just little things like that that were signs that uh, they didn't want, you know, they didn't want me involved, and um. Once I started to catch on to that, I was like, all right, cool. Um, done with you guys. You guys have a good life, and I'll live my life happily the way I, uh, with those who truly love me, like Ryan does. <laughs> um, and, you know, for the longest time, I thought that was my true family, you know, family. And I thought they were my real friends because we were always supporting one another. But when it came down to it, The only thing we were supporting each other in that I could tell was our life as a Christian. Not as a human being. And that's where I struggled. You know, all my life I've struggled with mental illnesses. You know, suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, stress, everything, you name it. And I never really had friends to really help me with that. They're always like, oh, just pray to God. Just pray to God. It'll go away. Trust in God. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I need someone now. Like someone physically here. And nobody would listen to that in the church. Nobody would pick up on that, that I needed a physical presence there right now, whether it be like a touch or, you know, like a hug or anything. Like just, you know, holding, like touching my knee, just comforting me when I'm having an anxiety attack. And the church refused to see it that way. They'd always be like, trust in God, trust in God, trust in God. I was. That's the thing, I was doing that, but I wasn't getting what I needed. And I know a lot of people are going to comment below or think in their mind, you just weren't believing enough, you weren't believing us." Trust me, I've heard it all. I've heard it all, but I know what I went through. That's the thing. Christians oftentimes, and not just Christians, all religions from what I can tell, have this blanket of belief. Just have this blanket of beliefs and followings that they that they believe in, and they think that's the way, because that's what's worked for them, and they think, oh my gosh, this works for me, it's going to work for you. I need you, I I want you to experience this. I want you to experience this. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works, you know. Just like me, I'm gay. I'm not gonna, you know, say Ryan, oh my God, the gay life is so fun. You should try it. No, never, ever.
0: And he never has.
1: No, I won't you know, I will be, you know, just like I was in the, in the church, I will be there to help guide you, you know, for whoever is questioning or has questions or anything like that. Um, I will be there to help talk to you, answer any questions, um, walk you through it if you need to, but I will never force myself or my lifestyle on you because your life is your life. My life is my life. You know, it's like I told Ryan last night, um, We were texting and I was telling him about um, this person I was talking to lately and I found interest in and um, I was just talking to him about him. And I'm like, I step back for a second after our conversation. I'm like, I'm talking to you about this. And even though you are, you know, don't follow that lifestyle at all and your religious beliefs don't practice that at all. And his response was, it doesn't bother me. It's your life. And you're my friend, I'm going to support you in whatever way I can. And that spoke volumes to me because that's literally what we're trying to get at is you know, he is a firm believer in Christ, which, and I'm LGBTQ, you know, I'm homosexual 100%. I'm not in religion um, just because of the experiences I've had, but we are the best of friends. And that's Mm -hmm. the point of this video is to um, just talk about how we can get along still, no matter our beliefs.
0: So you started talking about that blanket where the church and believers tend to have this one set of rules that you have to follow, or it equals condemnation, judgment, etc. A lot of things that drive many people away from church, not just the LGBT community, but like a whole lot of people. Uh, one of the biggest problems in the church right now for me and other people is judgment. And I know that's ironic because mm-hmm. Christians, if you read Matthew 7, where Jesus is continuing his sermon on the Mount, one of the last things he says is, judge not lest you be judged. So when you get people like Dalton coming out and expressing, I mean, I'd say shame, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're expressing their shame, their deepest thoughts, their demons, everything they're battling in their life. And you get got the church telling you that you are living an incorrect life, that you need to depart from the faith, or that you're not putting enough effort into it. This is where I have a problem as a Christian with a lot of churches today, because that isn't what church is at all. That isn't what Jesus is at all. That might be what they're telling you in the church, but I'm going to tell you this right now. What the Bible says is that God came to die on a cross to save everyone from their sins. Now, this is what the Bible also says, that for the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life. We are all sinners. Everyone is sinned in their own way. Everyone struggles with something. I have many struggles that I'm not going to put out in the internet, but when you have a life like Dalton's, all, all sin is equal. And I, I know, I'm going to get some Christians saying that The difference between Dalton's sin and everyone else's sin is that everyone else lives in repentance. But Dalton was in repentance, and you guys rejected him. So, literally, the double standard in the church right now is just horrifying. It needs to stop. I, I really wish that the church would learn to love like Jesus. The two greatest commandments are, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now let's slow down and think about this. Like, you, everyone, yes, you, people listening, watching, you have something you're struggling with. Don't beat around the bush. It literally says in First John 3 that we deceive ourselves if we are not in sin. If we think we are not in <clears throat> sin, we have deceived ourselves and are foolish. Now you think about this sin that you're struggling with. And every time you repent to God, you have these thoughts saying, man, I did it again. I don't deserve this love and grace. I don't deserve to be where I'm at in my life. This doesn't even seem right. Man, there's some days in my life where I feel so guilty. I can go a week without even picking up the Bible. That's how bad it gets. Yes, Ryan from Christian Coasters said that. I struggle too. But the thing that drives me in life is when you realize that You can't hold on to these grudges against people who struggle with sin because you are just as guilty. And when you look at like what James says, to forgive each other and confess your sins to one another in order to be healed, it's kind of the same thing. When you let it go and let God be the judge and you just focus on loving other people, you experience a freedom in your life. Because you can experience what God goes through to forgive you in other people's lives. People who wrong you, forgive them. Because when you forgive them, you feel freedom. And I'm telling you this from personal experience. I, for once, was homophobic in like 2016 because I didn't know that... God had put me, God put Dalton in my life. He put other LGBT people in my life where I had to learn to adapt and really see their point of views in life. And by the way, in 2016, that's when I was saved too. So it wasn't God that made me homophobic. It was a lot of church views. A lot of churches say that anyone who is LGBT will be in hell. And I just think, okay, So what you're saying is that your sin is pardoned, but his sin is nowhere near as deadly as or more deadly than yours. That that's just not right. I think everyone's sin is equal. And everyone deserves to be loved the same. Christ died for everyone. Everyone. The atheist, the Muslim, the people that just take the Lord's name in vain, the modern-day Pharisees, which is a lot of people I'm talking about right now that don't know how to love people equally. So, as I was saying, God put dawn in my life, and I got to see that these people aren't as scary as the churches make them out to be. They're just everyday people that go through struggles and live a different life than we do. I don't know what goes on inside of here. I don't. I never will. And that's Mm -hmm. something the church needs to understand. I do know what goes on inside of my head and the battles I face. And I imagine they're pretty similar, if not worse. Because unlike my sin, his is on display. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes it very difficult. Imagine your sin just being put on display for the whole world to mock and curse you. That's what's wrong. And I think that's something I'd really like to stand up for. Because I... Just like I said before, I can't get over that. I mean, we have to love everyone and treat them with respect. And you're never going to bring anyone home to Jesus without showing them the love of Christ. Christ did not come to condemn the world or judge. He came to love. In the church view that we shouldn't associate with uh, LGBT people or sinful people, and to be honest, this is a real touchy subject, and I wish I could avoid touchy subjects all the time, but sometimes we got to talk about them to get to a, let's build a bridge here, basically what I'm trying to say. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not afraid to step out and do this. And what I'm going to say is, I understand trying to live a life that is all about avoiding temptation and sin. I get that 100%. If you want to stay away from alcohol, if you're tempted by drunkenness, by all means, stay away from it. If you need to wear modest clothing in order to stay away from sexual temptation, by all means, do so. Mm -hmm. But, the flip side of this is, for the people who aren't tempted and live by the Bible, you cannot condemn people who do not follow those religious patterns because at the end of the day what this is that we're talking about right here is man-centered religion and not biblical christianity biblical christianity excuse me biblical christianity is about love grace repentance forgiveness and trying to live a life as close to Jesus Christ as possible that means praying for people loving people in spite of all their sin and differences Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. That's what living a life of Christ is like. My I, I can't I wouldn't go into heaven just because I wear a suit and tie every Sunday. That's not that's called works. That's not what gets me into heaven. What gets me into heaven is grace. Ephesians two eight, go read it if you're confused. So going back to Dalton here, what what would your message to the church itself be like? Would you say that well I'll even take it a step further? To the listeners and viewers right now, would you say that all Christians are homophobic? Because that seems to be a big stereotype going on in the world right now. And what are your thoughts on that?
1: Short answer, no. I don't think they are, because I know they're not. Um, I know I have a lot of Christian friends, like Ryan, who are my absolute best friends in the world. And in fact, one of them, uh, she is like my sister, um, we look like and act like, but anyways, um she's very close to me. I know I can talk to her about anything in the world, um, and vice versa. We're very close and yet we're our lifestyles are very opposite. Um, but our personalities are so similar in many ways. When it comes to the word homophobic, that's something I wanna to touch on too. Phobia, you know, arachnophobia, that's the fear of spiders. Um, phobia means fear. So if somebody is, you know, actually homophobic, they're saying they are scared of gay people or lesbian people or trans or bisexual, you know, the list goes on. We're just humans. We're not monsters. We're not demons. Uh, we're not the walking devil. Um, you know, it's not just religious people that are like that it's also just normal people that could be uh are self-claimed homophobic that's not i don't like that word because it's not accurate at all um because what are you afraid of i mean are we going to make you smile are we going to wear glitter around you are we going to get glitter on you i mean i don't wear glitter this is the most i've ever worn this little rainbow shirt um not all of us are like that and it's not wrong but there's really nothing to be afraid of and if it's the only thing so I've been thinking about that actually and the only thing that I can even think of that could make you feel scared is not knowing
0: mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what it was for me like when we met like I wasn't scared
1: scared but I was nervous for sure because it was just foreign to me and you didn't know what to say yeah how to act like how to talk to me I didn't how to handle it yeah and that's one of the biggest issues in the in today's world is nobody knows how to talk to us. And I'm like, why? We're literally just people. Yeah. You know, like Ryan, we share, we like playing baseball. We like play, riding roller coasters. We like the same music. We have a lot of interests. So we connected on that. Mm-hmm. Just like you do with your friends. Um, who have the same beliefs as you. It's no different. And one thing that really hurt, hurt me when I was in the church and still resonates in the back of my mind every single day is I had a youth group student tell me when I was um, serving with the youth group, when you know, um, is they don't know how to talk to their... Um, gay friend you know he told me there's this friend of his from school that he's want, been wanting to bring and of course I'd check in on him like hey have you you know have you invited him is he coming kind of thing like cool I'm, I'm excited to meet him sort of thing and he's like I don't know how to invite him I don't know how to talk to him and I'm like what do you mean and he was like well he's gay and I was like okay well you invite him just like you invited this other friend that you invited because he invited other friends as well. I said, you invite him just like you invited them. Uh, you talk to them just like you invited him and, um, see where it goes. And a month down the road, he ended up coming to youth group one night and I said, so how'd it go? And he says, well, I took your advice and I just invited him, told him what we did. and Um, everybody there was cool to hang out with and we play fun games and stuff. And he came, um, I I honestly don't remember where it went from there, but uh, because that was right around the time that I left myself. But that's all all it takes, is just talking to them as a human being. Um, You know, I I know, for instance, I had a conversation with some coworkers one time, um, because we had a trans person come in to work, and they didn't know how to greet them properly. And I just explained to them... um, You get their name and greet them by their name. If you don't know, just greet them by their name. Don't say her, him, them. Just greet them by the name and refer to them as their name if you need to. Um, You know, um, they had a question like, how do I refer to this person? I was like, you know, I was um, unexpectedly at a drag show one night. And he was telling me this one guy girl uh, person and I said queen you know just refer to them as queen they're not they're not monsters they're not uh, you know aliens they're not unidentified they're human beings and if you don't know just refer to them you know if they're a drag queen just say queen um, mm. if you know if they're if they're trans just use their first name their preferred name that they have you know we have paperwork at work um, ask them you know confirm is this a good na- is this information correct don't say is this a good name or is this a you know good email address say is this information correct you know try to keep it general mm-hmm. and if they confirm then you can say their name
0: yeah and if they look if you don't like something about someone that's okay you don't have to No, but what I will say is like Dalton even knows this I don't biblically support his sin I don't biblically support my own sin though Mm -hmm. but what I understand is that there's got to be the line of grace and I think that's what's missing so for me when I look at people who are different like that I have to remind myself to love them like Jesus like I said before And you have to respect them. Whether you like something about them or not, you have to show them love and respect them, especially if you are in the church. If you are in the church and not doing those two things, I'm going to give you the biggest quote from John Christ. It's three famous words called, check your heart, because you need to. That's a huge issue. That's a huge problem because what you're doing is literally grieving the Holy Spirit when you do exactly the opposite of what god has called you to do so going off of that a little bit what what would your message be to like some of the more uh sensitive lgbt members because we both agreed that even though we do have some extremists on the christian side we also have some people over in left field that just want to feel better than everyone else and really will get offended by things that normal people are not trying to upset them with. We're just trying to literally understand. Like for example, when you're trying to guess someone's pronouns or you accidentally misgender someone or something like that. Like what is your message to people on that end of the spectrum about this whole relationship
1: between the church and the LGBT? Yeah. Um, that's a that's a good point because it's you know, it, it takes two to build a relationship. It's not just one person in the wrong. And before I say anything on this, know that, you know, to all of my LGBTQ friends and family and those who I don't even know, I 100% support whatever you do, whatever, however you live, whomever you are. One thing that I've noticed, um, even in myself, honestly, um, when I left church, I was completely like against Christians, you know. I thought they were the devil, kind of thing, and I would be like flaunting my differences in front of them, um, as I've seen in a lot of videos. I've seen a lot of TikToks of a, a LGBTQ member dancing with a rainbow flag in front of a guy standing on a corner with scripture on a billboard on a on a cardboard um, board, and in my opinion, that's unnecessary he's he's doing what he feels is right you know he thinks people need to hear that that scripture even if it says god loves you i'm i'm pretty sure that's what it said it said god loves you and it wasn't even a bible verse and i i don't see why he would need to dance in front of him flaunting the gay lifestyle lgbtq lifestyle um whatever his lifestyle or whatever their lifestyle was um i know A lot of um, friends um, don't support churches at all because of their beliefs, which, in my personal opinion, um, is absurd. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's just my opinion because they're just human beings who differ than us, like Ryan, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't shun him because of his beliefs. So I don't think we should shun the whole church or a whole religion because of their beliefs.
0: I'm about to butt in here and say one thing. like, Just because <clears throat> a certain church or a group of churches says something like that against the whole LGBT or maybe just something way off in left field that just you think is way off course from what you think is right in the world or how God would love, this is going to sound strange, but it's probably because you're right. I'm a Christian and I'm going to tell you this right now. The universal church right now is in a devastating form. There is not many good Jesus-loving churches left in America right now. We have picked the mold of fitting social justice forms to get more people into the church, to rip people off for their money. All we care about is fame in the churches anymore, I feel like, and It's a devastating state right now. So I want to tell you that if you have those feelings, you may actually be right. And if you want to shoot us, shoot me a message on YouTube or anywhere, sorry about that. Someone came and rang the doorbell. But as I was saying, if you have any questions about that topic, just shoot me a message and I'll answer those questions for you. Because like I said, those issues in the church, we also have a lot of pastors twisting the word and making it sound like what people want to hear versus what God needs to convict their hearts with, that's another huge problem in the church right now. So churches right now, I even struggle with as a Christian. I struggle to show up to church. So yes, churches may believe one thing, but I want you guys to know something else. that There is a God out there. He does love you. And if it takes one person like me to show you that, the God these churches represent is not the same God of the Bible and the God that I serve, then let me be the one to do it because this is what I believe and there's many other Christians out there like me. Yes, they're hard to find, but you can find them. They're out there. I know they are Mm -hmm. and they will love you and they'll love people like Dalton and they'll love anyone who is struggling right now with anything.
1: So going off of what I was saying earlier to the LGBTQ community and my... um, You know, and even the closeted ones. Um, It's not just Christians that are like that. A lot of atheists, um, or even people who don't... have never been included with religion, don't know what the LGBTQ community really is. They don't know who you are. Uh, They don't know your lifestyle. They don't know what you believe in. And... That's okay. We need to learn to work with that. You know, respect that, um, that they may not know. And don't judge them for not knowing. Um, If they get your pronoun incorrect the first time, just be patient with them. And just explain. You know, they don't know. I've had my fair share of times where I didn't know and I was incorrect. I quickly corrected it when I uh, was corrected and I thank them for my patience, but there was one time I was snapped at, and I I think it's because they were defensive. They, they immediately got defensive, and I saw that this person had been through a lot of uh, um, pain and um, turmoil with their lifestyle. Um, and I just had to step back and say, hey. It's okay, you're safe around me. I, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not going to bully you. I respect everything you're doing. And they immediately calmed down, and we had a great conversation after that. You know, general conversation. And I said, hey, you know, I I, I don't know you, um, but at now I know your name and your pronouns. And um, they ended up being an amazing person. And I, I just hope, our, our, my message here, our message here, not just Christians and LGBTQ, it's everybody. You know, just take time, sit down with somebody, and learn, uh, learn about them. Yeah. And it's okay to ask mutual friends. You know, if you don't want to approach them, but you're with somebody that does know them, it's okay to ask that friend. And if you are that friend, and you get defensive, shame on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that's not okay. Yeah, I... That person is trying to learn about your friend so that they can approach them correctly. And you need to have patience with that. Because I know, I've heard stories of someone of being that mutual friend, and they got immediately hateful. And saying, well, you should know that. Or, why do you care? And... That's the kind of stuff that pushes
0: people away. And not just from the church. It literally just tears the gap apart. Yeah. The, the gap just grows. We're trying to build a bridge here. And what we're going to need to build that bridge is some communication. That's a big first step. Mm-hmm. And adjustment. Communication and adjustment
1: is huge. A, um, a relationship takes two two people. It takes two to tango. It's not just one. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's both, it's, there's issues on both sides of that. And, you know, this may be just a simple little video. It's not on some huge platform at a concert. It's not some celebrity saying it. It's not some big church saying it or some big LGBTQ organization saying it. It's just us two guys who, gay person, hardcore Christian, who are the best of friends, and we want to get this message out to everybody because we hate seeing where the world is going. Mm-hmm. We have a generational ge- generational gap that is clashing together. And it's honestly part of what's going on with the world right now, especially this yep. country. Yep. Um, and we hate seeing it. So even if this, cause this is just food for thought, this whole video is just food for thought. Mm-hmm. Take it as you will. But... One thing I want to encourage you to do is that if it did speak to you and you agree with what we're saying with any extent, please share the video
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: we want the word to get out yeah we don't want any recognition we don't want <clears throat> a big platform we just want the word out because it needs to be said yeah and right. we know a lot of people who have big platforms won't talk about it because they'll because of the backlash they'll receive yeah. and honestly, in my opinion that's the last thing on my mind is receiving backlash for if, saying what is right.
0: If you're basing your platform off of just social statuses and not offending anyone, you, you don't have a platform. You have a a problem, basically. I I mean, obviously avoid politics for sure, but we gotta have these conversations once in a while. Someone's gonna disagree. That's the world we live in, and that's okay. But if 10 people disagree and 90 people's lives are changed, I think we did our job. And I really hope that a lot of people can see the broken relationship and hopefully learn from us too and the way we coexist on how, for one thing, if you're a Christian, you can treat the other side better. And maybe you're way out here in left field with the LGBT and you can kind of get closer to the state where... Hey, we don't have to be afraid of Christians because not all of them actually hate us. In fact, most of us do not hate you at all. It's quite the opposite. It's just because of what the media is throwing out there in your faces, you guys are seeing the 10%... I don't know. I'd say now it's almost 40% bad. There's a lot of bad out there, for sure, on both sides. But you see that 40% and they make you believe that it's every instance. And that's not the case. You can't fear the media. You have to be able to... Come in with an open mind and just learn to love. That's the biggest thing. That's my biggest message from this whole thing. Learn to love more people. I spent all of 2020 upset, irritated, just into politic nonsense. And I tore up and torched a bunch of relationships that I shouldn't have. And I regret it. But the one thing I don't regret is this. That in 2021, I came out and said, you know what? I'm going to throw all that politics in the trash. I'm going to throw out all these differences. I'm going to stop judging people. I'm going to start loving people regardless, unconditionally. And I tell you what, God can do amazing things. My relationships that I did torch, most of which are back, they're restored, they're better than ever. I've met a lot more people. I've been able to reach more people. And it's been... 100% don't look back, and it's been great. And I want to encourage you guys, if you guys have maybe had an episode or a few years of Facebook wars like me, God can wipe that away. You can turn it around. You can throw it in the past. Your past doesn't define you. It's what you become from your present and forward that defines you. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you, like, four years ago, people that know me, homophobe, I— That might be the right word. I was very nervous around those people. I didn't know how to talk to them. I was very turned off to the idea of it. And God just did amazing things. Put Dalton in my life. Put other people in my life where I got to learn. And see what it's like to live in their shoes. And we got to grow a lot. And I would say definitely the biggest thing. Love God. Love people. Do it all legal. And... Respect. Respect is huge. So for Dalton, where can we find you, dude? Because we know you got a coaster page, and anyone who follows me knows. I tag him every time I see him working at King's Island.
1: I do. Um, it's at capture Thrills on uh, Instagram. It's underscore capture, underscore the, underscore thrills, underscore. Um, or if you follow Ryan, you can find me in some of our pictures. I'm pretty sure I'm in a few of his. Um, and I think you do you add my handle on your e- videos yeah yeah do. or he at least mentions them um, yeah I put, follow I try well. to post as much as I can um, I don't have a great camera I just use my little old iPhone iPhone 11 but um, I'm gonna try to work on posting more but um, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff on there so and then of course I'm always I love to meet new people um, you know, if you guys are in the area, you're at Kings Island, or honestly just, if you live in the area and want to hang out with us, please reach out. We love, hang out with people. I love meeting new people, love talking to people. <clears throat> and most of all, I love answering questions. hmm Um, and that's one thing that I, I want I want you guys to do on this video. If you watched it, you know, to this point, first of all, thank you. Yeah, um, we know it's kind of lengthy. We know it's a lot of information to take in, a lot of a lot of, to listen to. Um, I know a lot of people want to start commenting immediately after they hear something they don't like. But one thing I want you guys to do is ask questions in the comments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was talking to Ryan earlier. We both agreed that we'd love to do a follow-up video. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any questions at all about um, our friendship, how we met, how we um, broke that barrier and built that bridge if you have any questions about the LGBTQ um, community I will be more than happy to answer them to the best of my ability Um, and have no shame in your questions you know there's no stupid question Um, we I want you guys to understand if you don't know uh, about the LGBTQ community because that's the first step in um, you know reaching out to that friend of yours or that classmate of yours that is that you want to reach out to but you don't know how um i want you to reach out to ryan if you have any questions for him and how he went through that and how he broke through that barrier of that mindset of homophobia um you know or about the church or anything anything please you know comment below uh private message you can message me on my instagram account capture the thrills um Seriously, we, we want to answer your questions wholeheartedly to the best of our ability. And we'll definitely make up a follow-up video.
0: Yeah, hit, hit us up, YouTube comments, if you're too afraid of that. If you want to confess something, whether it be to one of us two, you can message w- both of us, because I will show it to him. We literally work together at two different jobs now, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. And we will definitely show each other, talk about ways to answer your questions, and we will get it answered, because... Oh. I think a lot of people can learn from our example. And I definitely want you guys to ask questions. And, and I'm not... Let me let me say one more thing. If you have something that you're afraid might offend me, bring it on. I can take it. I'm not going to get offended if you have some sort of anti-God view on the whole LGBT situation. I it, Honestly, you you guys probably do, and that's okay. And if you want to ask me questions, and it might just... Be curiosity. That's totally fine.
1: And one other thing that I always like to express is I'm a safe place to come to. Me too. I'm a safe person that you can talk to about anything. Um, I'm secured. If you don't want anything spread, by all means, I will not say to anybody at all. Same same with Um, my page. You can reach me, like I said, on Instagram, and um, if you need to talk about anything, um, especially with LGBTQ, if you're if you have questions or if you're dealing with stuff, please reach out, and I'll answer to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a safe place as well. Uh, a lot of you guys know that from watching my
0: previous videos. But if you're new to this channel and this video got your attention, this is it. it might be called Christian Coasters, and while the end goal is to spread the gospel and to invite more Christians to come together in the community. This page is for everyone, Mm -hmm. LGBTs, Muslims, Jews, Hindus, you know, whatever, Buddhists, whatever. This page is for everyone who might enjoy coasters or maybe just wants to learn about coasters. This page is safe. So with that being said, I'd like to thank you guys for watching this whole thing or listening to it because this is my first ever attempt at a podcast he went in cold turkey into this, too. He had no no clue <laughs> what to expect. And um, let us know how we did. Uh, if you, we need to fix something in the audio or something like that, yeah. let us know. But the content is way more important than how well we look on camera or how good the audio is. It's the content that exactly. definitely needs to get out. So I'd like to thank you guys for watching the first, or listening, to the first ever Christian Coasters podcast. If you'd like to see more podcasts like this where I talk about these issues and invite people on, that way we can build bridges instead of more walls, let me know in the comments down below. Leave a like on the video. Definitely be sure to share. Share, share, share. The YouTube algorithm is so messed up right now, and especially on
1: Instagram. It's so hard to reach people with these videos. So if you're touched by this, share the video, please. Like it, comment, share it. Um... I think we're gonna post it on Facebook. Yeah, uh, we're gonna both p- of our posts to be gonna public on our everywhere. personal pages. Mm-hmm. Um, share it. Um, share it to your Instagram stories, whatever it may be.
0: Yep, we we can change this community and change the world by doing that. So, thank you guys for watching. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe for more. Keep God number one. We'll see you guys next time. Here Thanks, guys. At Christian Coasters. We make epic coaster vlogs, videos, and now podcasts and Peace. friendships.
1: Yes, friendships. (laughs)